Hello everyone, and I'm Dr. Tracy Murray, clinical psychologist with Ochsner Health, and welcome to Healthy State of Mind, which is a series dedicated to educating you on everything that relates to behavioral health, mental health, and everything psychological. So welcome to my world. I have here with my co-host, Hi, Caitlin. Hi. Can you introduce yourself? Yes, my oh. name is Caitlin Heckel, and I'm a digital content specialist here at Oshner. I know who you are. They know <laughs> who you are now. Okay, so today what we'll be doing, ooh, we'll be talking about how to set effective goals. Okay. Doom, doom, doom. Yeah, let's, let's do it. Right. <laughs> how to set effective goals, how to stick with goals, what gets in the way sometimes yourself, mm -hmm. it's in the way of effectively making those goals. So, Caitlin, how, how do you set goals? Um, I set goals. I have short-term goals and I have long-term goals. Mm -hmm. So every day I have like a list of things that I want to accomplish that day and mm -hmm. I'll make a to-do list and check them off. But my long-term goals are the ones that I think that are most important to me and I actually have a hard time mm -hmm. knowing how to set them and how to keep them. What do you mean how to set them? Like the wording? The, the wording. So like there are, you know, for example, I would really like to publish a book one day. Mm -hmm. So that's a long-term goal of mine. But I don't know how far out that is and if I'm doing everything that I need to be doing today and tomorrow to achieve that goal. And I think that's the biggest thing when we think about goal setting is that the goal sometimes when we don't, make them smart and we'll talk about what smart goals all are in a minute they seem lofty unattainable and almost elusive like you can't quite grab them right that like they're there and it's like oh and then it disheartens you but it's not that you can't grab them it's not that they're unattainable they just might not be structured in the way to keep you on board and keep you on task with working towards them so sometimes it starts with the inception of said goal how to create it, what needs to be included, what's the time limit on it, and how to sometimes make mini goals or short-term goals. I would say a to-do list is not necessarily goals. It's just a list. Oh. <laughs> right? Right. That makes right? sense. <laughs> so it could be just depending on the way you structure them. Because when we think about to-do lists, it's like go to the grocery store, right? Right. Um, Pick up the laundry uh, or dry cleaning. Mm-hmm. Buy the dog food, uh, exercise. When mm -hmm. we think of things like that, that's the inception. So sometimes when we just have these, I call them loosey-goosey goals mm -hmm. <laughs> like that, when we look at the end of the day and we haven't attained them, now we're self-deprecating. God, look how much I didn't get done. And it's not because you couldn't do it. It's because maybe the goal wasn't set in such a way where you could attain it, right? That resonates. I think I experience that every day. Also. Um, because, you know, if I want to, I do want to publish a book one day, for mm -hmm. example. So every day I probably should be writing or editing what I've already written, but my other to-do list items get in the way or my mm -hmm. other obligations get in the way. So at the end of the day, when I'm in bed, I'm like, oh man, I didn't even work on this right. project. No, are your when you set your to-do list, is it in your head? Is it written down? I always write them down. So I keep a, the notes app on my phone. Right. I use all of the time or I'll write it in a physical planner right. because I have so many, I need to do this, I need to do that, thoughts 
course through my brain all day that mm -hmm. if I don't write it down, mm -hmm. I feel like I don't have a grasp. And yeah. then it's overwhelming. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and just kind of talk, talking about, like we said, the inception or the beginning, the genesis, whatever word you mm -hmm. want to use, the start of the goals. For some people, it's always have self-awareness on what you need to make these goals more achievable. If you can exist with them in your head, okay. But to start making goals, we have to make cues for ourselves, reminders, things in our environment that pull our mind to the goals. Because if not, as things come up in the day, like you said, those will be pushed to the side. So you have your to-do list written down, but if you don't have a cue for it, if you don't have a reminder, if it's not sitting out looking at it, it's on your phone, but your phone is a cue for so many things. You know what I mean by a cue? Like, um... Almost like a, like a trigger to An do something else. Yeah. Right. A phone is a, a, a cue. There are cues all in our environment. A phone is a cue for social media, <laughs> yep. movies, email, family. It's a cue for too many things. So when we're setting up goals, we need a cue just as a reminder for those goals. I often let people or, or encourage people to start writing it down at first in live time on paper, mm -hmm. setting it out to be a cue. And once you're trained, you're training your brain, you're training yourself to be cued, then you can transition to something more electronic or kind of in your head. But it works with training okay. because that sheet of paper, that calendar is a cue just for that. Make sense? That does make sense. Right. Yeah. The phone is just a cue for too many things. It's going to remind you a lot of different things and here we go comes the rumination right right so make that cue its own cue that's what i found is one of the effective things to keep you at least tuned into the goal okay so when the rigmarole of the day comes you see that oh yeah wait Ooh, i saw my planner i know i gotta do something today let me open it up cue got it you got cue for food all day yeah <laughs> right? billboards tv commercials the bag of chips sitting in the break room mm -hmm. is a cue. So we also can use that idea to make this idea effective. That sounds kind of like um, with visual cues and things like that. Yeah. That sounds almost like a manifestation board, mm -hmm. um, which is something that I have tried to do. <laughs> a friend like of a mine. Board like a vision board. Yeah, yeah a vision mm -hmm. board um, where you have images of – so mm -hmm. I made a vision board and like – one of them is a little snippet from a bookstore because mm -hmm. I'd like to see a book that mm -hmm. I've written in there one day. Mm -hmm. um, and But it's on my phone. Yeah, right. It, and, it's on my phone. And then vision boards, like I said, cue for so too many things yeah. at once. It's busy. It, it's very busy. So it's queuing up anxiety, so to speak. So you're queuing up anxiousness as opposed to queuing a reminder to look at your SMART goals that you would set for yourself for the day, for the week, for the month, for the two years or what have you. For example, a cue for exercise could be keeping your sneakers or tennis shoes, depending on where you're from, at the door. Mm -hmm. So when you see them, you're sitting on the sofa and you're like, man, those tennis shoes are just talking to me, <laughs> right? That's a cue. A cue in your environment for sleep is keeping the blanket around or doing work in your bed. Those are all cues in our environment. So let's use the way the brain works in that way to cue you to goal development and reminders of the goal. Okay. What else gets in the way besides the cue and remembering and kind of getting caught up in the day? What, what barriers, what gets in the way of you making goals, keeping goals, 
being reminded of goals? Um, myself. Mm-hmm. I get in my own way. Biggest way, right? Uh-huh. You against you. <laughs> yes. And that comes from, um, you know, believing that I believe that I can publish a book. And yeah. I believe that people would want to read it. Yeah. But I also believe, okay, but why me? Mm. You know, why my words? Like, why my story? That kind of thing. So my, I think sometimes I um, grapple with, like, my self-confidence. And I think that, I know that that Mm -hmm. definitely gets in my way. And the thing is, is that when we are battling between if the goal, like I said, is lofty or not, and if it's realistic, remember and keeping in mind that writing a book could be a long-term goal. But if you have many goals that get you to that, for example, I'm going to write three times this week for 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Does that seem more attainable? It does, yeah. Does it seem it makes you feel like you can do it? Totally. And that is leading you to your long-term goal. But that one is a little bit more smart, right? Mm-hmm. What else are some barriers? Um, I think time, too. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean... We're all busy and mm-hmm. with work and right. personal obligations. And then I also try to maintain a social life because if I don't, I feel bummed right. out right. that I haven't seen people I like. Right. Um, so all of those different factors. And those factors are important. They yeah. shouldn't be a barrier, so to speak. You should have goals for all of those, smart goals for all of those, because they're all important. Mm -hmm. The biggest thing that I want you to take away from this barriers conversation and things that get in the way is that when we have a goal, we do not let barriers stop our goal. We work through barriers. So having awareness of the barrier and we set up a plan for the barrier to continue to work towards the goal. I don't ever want you to look back over the past 10 months, I've reached all my goals. No, when we think about self-actualizing, if you remember Maslow's hierarchy of needs, Mm -hmm. I take a little bit from that. We're always working to attain our better self. I can't say that that will ever be a check mark for you because we're always working toward it. We're always living a life according to what we value, making goals. So in that way, if we say, huh, I'll always be working towards something. Of course you will be. I want you to. So if you feel like you're always working towards the book and never accomplishing it, look at those small short-term goals because I don't ever want you to stop. But we don't let barriers stop you. We work through them. Okay? So what are SMART goals? What do you think I mean? SMART, 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 SMART. <laughs> so SMART, I mean, SMART to me is like intelligence, mm-hmm. but I feel like it's an acronym. <laughs> it is an acronym. Okay. So smart goal setting. I didn't make it. It's out there in the world, in the psychology world, in the behavioral change world. SMART stands for an acronym. The S is for specific. The M is for measurable. The A is for action oriented. The R is for realistic. And the T is for time-based or time-bound. And we'll go through each of those, all right? So okay. you're right. Yeah. You're like, I feel like it's intelligence, but... Yeah. <laughs> but also... It's always acronym. something more. Yeah. <laughs> right. So smart, specific. Okay. When we're developing goals, we want to make them as specific as possible. So um, for you, the goal of I want to write a book, right? Is that specific, no. What, how do you know? <laughs> because it's like, okay, well, what book? Right. What exactly. kind of book? Instead, for a longer term goal, I would like to write a nonfiction prose about my life and I want to be completed with it in two years. 
Okay. Right. Very specific. Right. Saying specifically what you want to do. So you ha- you're keeping your mind in check. Mm-hmm. Right. It's to some it's in some sort of realm, some sort of um, category. Mm-hmm. Right. So you want to make these goals as specific as possible. One goal that a lot of people have when they're doing New Year's resolution, New Year, New Me, is I want to lose weight. Is that a specific goal? No. Okay. How would you make that more specific? I would say, I mean, I want to lose weight for, you know, for what reason? Right. To better my health so I can run a 5k exactly. so I can keep up with my kids right. you know and is it exercise is it nutrition is right. it meditation is it stress management so you want to make it very specific even I want to go to the gym what's that mean I'm going to go to the gym three times this week for 30 minutes Monday Wednesday and Friday for the next two weeks that's specific mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and what that does is keeps you accountable the next one every all of these these acronyms kind of blend with one another. They feed off one another. So you make it measurable. That's the M. M stands for measurable. What that means is how do you say when you're attaining that goal? I'm going to go to the gym three times this week on Monday, Wednesday, Friday for 30 minutes. At the end of the week, you can look back and measure it, right? Did you go three times <laughs> this week? If it wasn't Monday, Wednesday, Friday, all right, it was Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday. So you can say it was three times. So that way we can look back and measure if we did it or not. What measuring does is say, hey, I didn't accomplish it. What got in the way? What barrier was there? So I can work through that barrier and go next time. Okay. Yeah. Work through the barrier. We don't let barriers stop our goals. Mm -hmm. So if a barrier was, I broke my foot. All right. We got a better idea. (laughs) (laughs) Right. If a barrier was... I had to work late at work, right? So it, I set my time for 5.30 and it didn't work. So that's a barrier. So next week, all right, maybe it'll be okay to pick a different day. Maybe that time didn't work. Maybe actually going to the gym didn't work for me. And maybe I need to work out at home in the home gym that I've been having, right? So we use that, all of these smart goal techniques and to measure it, to really work through those barriers. The A, is for action oriented, right? I want to write a book. Okay. Writing is the action, but we got to make it more specific because it's missing the S and the M. I want to spend 15 minutes, three times a week in the evening. You can pick a time writing free-handed thoughts, right? Mm-hmm. Is that something in the writing world? Yeah. 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 <laughs> right? Just journaling, Just free- like dumping. Yeah. Freehanding, getting all the thoughts out, right? Mm-hmm. That is very action oriented. It says what you're going to do, when you're going to do it, and how you're going to do it, right? Action oriented. If we just say lose weight in what way? Right. Through nutrition, through exercise, what exercise, what nutrition, what are you going to do to do that? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Next one is realistic. Uh oh. <laughs> See, I will set an unrealistic goal. How do you so, know it's unrealistic? Because it just feels like there's no plan behind it. It's just like. Is that because of the S, the M, and the A? Or yeah. Is it really unrealistic. I, you know, I don't think it's unrealistic. <laughs> right. Actually. So the R really keeps you in check in terms of reinforcing your confidence. And we use the R. If it's unrealistic, that doesn't mean it's not attainable. It just means that right now we have to break that down to do more things for that goal. For example, I wouldn't say. 
I want to run a marathon next week. That's unrealistic for the time, mm-hmm. right? But overall, I can do it. Mm-hmm. So by 2023 fall, I want to run in the New York marathon, right? Mm-hmm. And then I set little goals. I'm going to run <laughs> three times a week for 15 minutes over the next two weeks. That way you set up mini goals and those goals after you've reached that. All right. I want to focus on eight minute miles, right? That's realistic. I want to be able to run eight minute miles by September 1st, right? Mm-hmm. So you make goals that are in line with this goal. But goals are not necessary. I mean... Wait, let me pause. <laughs> Winning the lottery, I don't know. The eyes are too, too, too little loosey. But um, when we think of goals, it's not necessarily all the time that they're unrealistic. We just have to break them down. Yeah. So writing a book is not necessarily unrealistic. I think it's a longer term goal, but it's not smart enough, mm-hmm. right? When you make it smart, you'll look and be like, oh, what I can do this. Yeah. As opposed to writing a book. It seems so daunting. Yeah. When you just put that, I want to lose 50 pounds. It seems so daunting. But when you say, I'm going to cut back on, for every morning, I'm going to drink a smoothie for the next three weeks. Mm-hmm. It's more attainable, mm-hmm. right? Now we have time bound, the T. When is it going to end? Okay, when are we going? <laughs> when will this On and end? on. <laughs> for 30 years, <laughs> we'll be trying to work on this book, right? Mm-hmm. So for you, those Longer term goals of completing your book has to have a time limit. Um, and those smaller goals has to have a time limit. So when we do that, we have a time limit to check in because we might have reached the goals. And that goal is so much a part of our life now that is like brushing your teeth. I hope you brush your teeth. I do. Right? It's I like do. brushing your teeth where you don't even have to think about it. It's, it's passe. It's ingrained into your daily routine. Mm-hmm. That way we can make that goal more challenging. And check it off, reinforce your worth and your confidence, and move on to the next goal, mm-hmm. right? And then look back and say, I worked through those barriers. So smart time bound. And having that time, if you don't achieve the goal in the time, we just may need more time, mm-hmm. right? We don't let barriers stop the goal. We, we work adjust. through barriers. We work through barriers. Yeah. We adjust. We make a plan. We think about that. We elicit help with making these goals. Mm-hmm. Maybe talking to someone. Could be a goal. You know what? By in two weeks, next Wednesday at six, I'm going to talk to so-and-so about how he wrote the book for 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Eliciting help. That You can make goals about anything, about health, nutrition, work, accomplishments, hobbies. When You have the smart technique in mind. I'm giving you the basics and breaking it down. Some people might say, oh, I can't be writing all that down. Right? I can't be thinking about all this. In the beginning... The idea here is to write it down so you get used to the technique, right? After some time with using that technique, it will come organically and natural. You'll be doing it in your head, right? So that the ultimate goal is for it to come naturally. Some people may need to keep their goals written down very smartly, mm-hmm. <laughs> but some people it becomes natural. Them, all right, I'm going to go to the gym three times this week. Okay, did I? it will happen commonplace, but you're training your brain to think of goals in a smart way. I have a question about mm-hmm. setting goals. Is this something that we should share with people around us or should we keep them to ourselves? Or does that depend on the person? Depends on the person and the goal, okay. right? Let's say we have the goal of hitting the gym three times a week for 15 minutes, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Mm-hmm. You might include someone as accountability partner. 
You might include someone, like I said, in eliciting help when thinking about the book. Yeah, I'm writing this book and I have a goal to complete it in two years. Can I chit chat with you for 15 minutes on how you did yours? Right. So, yeah, it depends on the goal and the person. Maybe, maybe when we think of including other people, I really want you to think of the utility of it, what it's going to do for you. If it's not going to do great things, then maybe not do it. Yeah. <laughs> if it's going to be helpful to you to attaining the goals, then no problem. Okay. Okay. So now we're going to work through some goals. Okay. All right. I'm going to give you a goal that's maybe not smart, and I want you to make it smart. Okay. I'll help you. Okay. Okay. Um, let's see. Give me a category. Um, um, give me one of your goals. One of my goals? Mm -hmm. Hmm. One of my goals is to prioritize my self-care every day. Mm. Okay. Is that smart? No. Okay. <laughs> so how do we make that specific? What do you mean by self-care so much? Right. Um, for me personally, I mean um, a, a chunk of time every day that I'm doing something for my benefit, mm -hmm. even if it does not benefit anyone else around me. Is that meditation? Is that exercise? Is that time doing activities you want to do? Is it time sitting in the quiet? Time I think out? it's time sitting in the quiet okay. and just letting my brain think. Okay. Just letting thoughts. Okay. So you want a worry time. I want a worry time. <laughs> I want a time every day where I can sit and worry. So this brings up a, a, a very amazing component. When we're thinking about anxiety, anxious thoughts, sometimes people do need a dedicated time to worry. Because if they don't have that, the worry is going to creep in at inopportune times. When I'm meaning trying to sleep. When you're trying to go to sleep. Yep. So if you have 15 minutes time, all right, brain, get out what you need to get out. I'm going to write everything that's going on in my brain down. After this, don't think about it. That way, when you're worrying at the times where you don't want to be, you can say, uh-uh, got to save that for my worry time. Okay. So you want a worry time. I want a worry time. Okay, so that's specific. Mm -hmm. Okay, so how will you measure that? Um, I will dedicate 15 minutes before bed. Mm -mm. I will not do that. You will not do I will dedicate bed. 15 minutes <laughs> after dinner. What happens when you worry a lot? You're worked up. I get you worked up. You think you can go to sleep right no. after you worry? You're so right. <laughs> okay. Um, maybe after dinner. Okay. Is that a thing? It, it depends on how close the placement of dinner is to sleep, but yes. A few hours. Okay, cool. Okay. Mm -hmm. Right. So you want to have your 15-minute worry time before dinner. How many times? Every day? Every day. Daily. Daily. So that's measurable. How? So you're saying at the end of the day, you can say if you had your worry time or not. Mm -hmm. And then if you, oh, gosh, I forgot what got in the way. You can think of some, a plan to get through those barriers and try again the next day. Yeah. Okay. S-M-A. Is it action-oriented? Yeah. Yes. How? Well, um, it's worrying and it's writing. It's worrying, yeah, and yeah. writing it out. And right. Is it realistic? You think that's something you can set aside and do? Yes. Good. And is it time based? Um. Did you want to make a time based? I feel like I would like to try it for a week and see how I feel. Try it for a week and reassess and to make changes. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we got 
S-M-A-R-T. So give me the overall goal. The overall goal is for me to set aside 15 minutes every day for a week after dinner to worry, to have my worry time, to let my brain think and write it out. And I'm excited. Mm -hmm. I'm going to start today. That goal is smart. That goal is smart. Right? Mm -hmm. So that is a baby goal dedicated to your overall self-care. When we make these goals in such a way, you get excited because they're smart and you feel like you can attain it and you already know what benefit it's going to make, right? Mm -hmm. You got a smart goal going for you, right? Look at me. So sometimes what we do, so thank you guys. Whenever you're having smart goal creation, sometimes you do need to elicit a buddy to make this goal smart, right? But like you said, sometimes that self-confidence does get in the way when we're not reaching it. So we're going to go directly into our mindful moment, right? What our mindful moment is, is just a time to learn a different skill for different aspects of our well-being. Today, we're going to do a skill that I use in the cancer world. It's from a book, uh, Mindfulness-Based Cancer Recovery, and the meditation is called Who Are You, right? Sometimes we get bogged down by goals, the rigmarole of the day that we forget who we even are, what that means. How do we know? Right. So all we have to do with this goal is just to get into a position of comfort. So uncross your legs, let that blood flow all the way through. Just get into a comfortable position. And as you know, and people out there in the world, just listen to my voice. This is a silent meditation. So I'm going to ask you to ponder different things. You just ponder it in your head silently. Make a note. Your mind is made to wander off. So if it does wander off, just come on back to what I'm saying. Okay. Okay. Don't judge that. (laughs) Because <laughs> it's supposed to. That's what it's supposed to do. Right. Right. So kind of getting in a creative space. Inhaling and exhaling. And thinking about the part of your body that may be very, very neutral. Finding a place that's neither uncomfortable or comfortable, but maybe neutral. Maybe it's the tip of your nose. Maybe it's your big toe. Or your earlobes. And really search for that place and the sensations that are there. And letting that place go and just take two deep breaths. And I want to ask you to ponder a few things about you. The questions that I ask you may not have answers for. That's not the goal. The goal is to simply ask the question. Who are you? Let's start with the obvious things. Are you a woman? Are you a man? Are you a mother? Are you a sister? Are you a student? Who are these things? Are you these things? What would it be if these things were taken away and you were not? Would you still be who you are? Let's think of the more practical things. Are you your car? Are you your career? Are you what you do day to day? Are you writing a book? Are you exercising? Are you the clown? Are you the charismatic one? Who are you? What if these things too were gone? Who would you be then? 
Let's think of personal characteristics. Are you your hair? Are you your body? Are you your smile? Are you your personality? Are you the way you treat people? Yet again, if these were absent, would you still be who you are? You're not the same person that you were when you were born. And things change. Are you these things? What would you be? What if you lost your legs, you lost your job, your ability to speak, your ability to see, your ability to hear? Would you still be who you are? Taking all these things and pondering them, who am I? And also thinking that perhaps you are more than all of this. Perhaps the essence of you is so vast It can't be captured in these things. So you are who you are in this wide web of the world, even without these things. You're something greater than your goals, than your mishaps, than your lack of confidence, than the way you present, than your hair, than your makeup, than your clothes, than your body, your ability to be strong. You're more than that. So when we feel like we're falling, It's not necessarily a failure. It's a part of you as an essence. And always knowing that life is transient, things can change. But who you are, the essence of you, remains the same. And taking a deep breath. And blowing it out. And opening your eyes. Who you are is just a simple reminder. You are not these things. You are not your lack of goal setting. You're not your lack of accomplishments. You're so much more that even without these things, I can't even quite say. I can't capture into words an essence of a human being. But you're more. You're in this web of things. And that's great. So grand. We can't. It's more than anything we can do. Thank you, guys. Again, that's a little snippet of the Who You Are Mindfulness Meditation for Mindfulness-Based Cancer Recovery. Again, I'm Dr. Tracy Murray. I'm a psychologist with Ochsner Health. The intent of this series is not for me to have a therapeutic relationship with you. It's merely an education, something to give you a brief glimpse of well-being. If you would like to schedule or develop a professional relationship with someone like me, please see the resources after this. Thank you, Caitlin. Thank you, Dr. Murray. All right, you guys have a good day.